Mr. President, the threat has been neutralized. It seems by a group of armored supermodels. Hello and welcome to this episode of Game on Girl, the podcast where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. In this episode, we'll be talking about the first big screen appearance of Wonder Woman in a movie called, tentatively called, Batman vs. Superman. With films in mind, we'll talk about the ones we're looking forward to in 2014. So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game on Girl. The interest exploded recently with the announcement of Gal Gadot as being cast as Wonder Woman in next year's tentatively titled Superman vs. Batman movie. I love that everybody's like making a big deal about that name right now. <laughs> yeah. The title. <laughs> it's not and it's... The, big de- the big deal I would make is it's tentatively Batman versus Superman, actually. Batman oh, should go first. Of course. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. <laughs> Actually, you know, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite comics that I have uh, is uh, the cover of it is Wonder Woman's boot on Batman's face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. So so the news is everywhere and opinions abounded. Everybody was talking about the choice of actress. And from there, the conversation actually evolved more into what her representation as Wonder Woman is going to be like in a movie that headlines two male superheroes, like two of the top big name male superheroes. And that was really interesting sort of direction for it to take. And I I was very intrigued by that discussion more than I don't know anything about the actress, to be honest with you. I haven't seen anything that she's been in. I don't know anything about her. So I'm less interested about that than I am the fact that that was where the conversation went. So that's part of what we're going to talk about today, the casting choice and and the possibilities of finally seeing the Amazon princess on the big screen. Yeah. What do you what do you think? There were two articles um, I should mention because I'll um, I'll put the link up on when we post the episode. Uh, Susanna Polo wrote one on the Mary Sue and talking about history's first appearance of Wonder Woman on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And Charlie, uh, Charlie Jane Anders on IO9, I still don't want to see Zack Snyder's take on Wonder Woman. Right. Um, I was really intrigued by both perspectives on the casting choice and on the selection of putting Wonder Woman in a movie that's, you know, featuring the other superheroes. Um, I agreed with a lot of what Susanna Polo had to say about how likely she's going to be marginalized right in in her presentation it's it's likely that she's going to be very small representation in a movie with you know such big starring characters um and that concerns me a little bit because i think if we're we're looking at you know the the, the controversies as everybody knows everybody keeps saying not everybody keeps saying but the powers that be movie wise keep saying Wonder Woman's not a viable character because she doesn't have an approachable enough backstory we don't know enough about her blah 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 so then she gets thrown into a mix of superheroes in a movie and that concerns me a little bit because if she's not represented well and if she is kind of a secondary or even tertiary character in this movie, then there's going to be even more fodder for people to say, well, she can't handle a movie of her own. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Um, because I kind of felt the same way when you, when you look at a movie that is, um, so heavy with two very well established superhero characters, what, I mean, to me, what, what woman are you going to be able to put into that film 
to have any impact whatsoever. Right. I, I mean, no, no, it seems like no matter who they put in there, um, even if they put another superhero in there, if they put Catwoman in there, I mean, you, you can't take any of those characters seriously, especially someone like Lois Lane or Vicki Vale. Right. I mean, that they'll just end up being damsels in distress or something. It, was, it would be thin as tissue paper. Mm-hmm. But you put someone like Wonder Woman in, you've introduced a very powerful character, someone that has had a lot of buzz wrapped around them. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think that they're... She's going to be able to... I mean, the movie's about Batman and Superman. Right. They're, they're, so, they're the central focus, and she's just an addition, you know, sort of an add-on to it. I, d- I just think that's their only option for a female character. I, it could be, and that could be the reason why it's in there. I think I would feel better if the, you know, tentative title that was floating around was Batman versus Superman versus Wonder Woman. Then we might have a story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we might have a position where she could actually stand out and be the character that those of us who are fans of Wonder Woman and who want that female hero want to see. And um, but I'm, I'm concerned that this is going to end up being, you know, she's just tossed in there, like you said, because she's the only female character that they can put in this movie. Yeah. And the, the I, I don't think that because Superman has had a franchise, Batman has had a franchise and, I don't think they're going to be able to present Wonder Woman in a completely balanced storyline. Right. Because there is no franchise, there's no background, there's there's no anything. Right. They're not and, building off anything with her except, no. you know, what we've known, you know, off the big screen. Most people turn to Linda Carter and not that that's a bad thing because she's a great representation yeah. and she was perfect for her era. But you know, there's there hasn't been enough build up to her to put her in a movie like this and and have I don't I don't know have her stand on her own. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I, it's I just think it's a a sloppy uh, a sloppy decision and uh, I think it's a bone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I agree. I th- I think that's part of it because there's been so much buzz on the internet and so many people talking about wanting a Wonder Woman movie instead of actually taking the risk and setting out and saying okay let's do this. I feel like this is the, oh, let's test this out. We'll see if this character really can be successful and this is how we'll do it. And that, to me, feels like, you know, a slight, more of a slight than anything else does at this point. Yeah, that's the only thing that I would disagree with um, Susanna Polo about. She says something about um, it being a step in the right direction, and I disagree. I think it's, I think it's detrimental. Yeah, well, it could be, it could be a step in the right direction if, if she's characterized well. But the chances of that being the case, I think, are really, really slim. Um, It's kind of like if you had a a, if it was a video game, it would be the same thing. They'd be throwing Wonder Woman in as a character that, you know, might be in, you know, one part of a storyline in a video game with these characters with Batman and Superman. Yeah. And I had to look up. um, I can't remember um, very many directors names and and film writers names. So I looked up Zack Snyder's um, history Mm -hmm. and that doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't at all. Because I, um, I, you know, just from the few you have listed here. <laughs> well, I hated Sucker Punch. I mean, that was just, uh, I it was just awful. And I, I hated Watchmen, which is interesting because people either love Watchmen or, or hate they it. hate it. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole time I'm watching the movie, I've. I was just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. And I was just hating it. And I turned to my husband and I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. He goes, what? This is the best thing ever. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no. And, 
then Man of Steel was just freaking boring. Yeah, that was the most recent Superman one, right? That yeah, was this past summer. It was just so yeah. dull. I didn't. And flat. I didn't see. I I on. I haven't seen any of these movies. <laughs> well, I saw Three Hundred, and I'm a I'm a giant fan of Three Hundred, and I felt like that they dealt with the the Spartan women very well. Mm-hmm. Um, in in complete contrast to all of his other movies. Um, it, well, there was at least one female character in the movie that was treated well. Um, but uh, I, I love the visuals more than anything else in 300. But I don't know. I, after when, when you jump off of Man of Steel and now you're going back into Superman again with right. Batman, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck, and um, Gail Godot, who's a newcomer, don't know right. anything about her, so I couldn't say yes or no about her. Right. Um, I thought well, it was I- interesting, the quote, I think it was in Susanna Polo's uh, quote from Snyder. It says um, she has this magical quality that makes her perfect for the role. And I just want to go, what, well, what's the quality? <laughs> right. <laughs> what can is you, it? Can you define that for us, sir? I, so. I mean, I don't know if that word means what you think it means. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I was like, I don't know what, you, tell us what she's bringing to the role right. uniquely. Yeah. Well, looking at her pictures, I, I love her look. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that she doesn't look like a spitting image of Linda Carter, which would be a very safe way to go. Um, So so I'm I'm glad for that, you know, and that's all. Like I said, I haven't seen her as an actress, so I can't say anything about her her abilities. Um, I know she's been in what the Fast and the Furious movies. Yes. So that makes me pause just because of the genre. Yeah, but um, but we'll see. You know, I have I have hope for for that half of it. Um, and you know, ever the optimist I am, Rhonda. You know this, which is yes, one of the reasons why we're such a great pair. Well, I'll see it. There's no oh, doubt. I'll no see doubt, it. No doubt. You know, I will. I will as well because just knowing that she's out there, and hopefully I'll get a chance to see it before everybody's talking about it. Because yeah. a lot of the times I don't see movies, you know, opening weekend or things like that, and then I end up hearing, you know the reviews about him oh yeah and then i just don't go see anything because i'm like everybody's so disappointed by everything yeah i don't usually see things opening a weekend either yeah. so i'll uh yeah. i'll stay off of the yeah. the internet for a few days until i can get out there until you can see it yeah so and I, I think i also think it's a cop-out to say that um she has a difficult origin story don't you oh i totally agree i totally agree i think um i, I think was it in susan Susanna Polo's article that she was saying, yeah, she was written in a time when the stories were simpler for superheroes. Well, or was uh, that yeah. the the um, Anders article? Uh, I think it was actually Anders. I think I think it was Anders was saying she that she presented two problems with yeah. the, uh, using Wonder Woman. Yeah, and I, I would actually agree to to that point. Yes. That, you know, in the 50s, we didn't have, well, they didn't have antiheroes. They just had heroes, you know, mm-hmm. and they didn't have big, deep, dark histories or stories or, you know, anything like that. I, I So I would agree to that, that there isn't, there isn't a lot of that sort of background, but I don't think that that's a reason to not make a movie about her. I mean, I think that just gives more room for a really strong writer and creative team to take this iconic character and make her into, you know, something fantastic fantastic so well i think they did a successful job with captain america exactly and i mean if you want to talk about a retro story mm-hmm. i just didn't i was uh, sure they were they were doing it as a period piece as well right and 
I wasn't sure they're going to be able to pull it off. And yeah. they were excellent. Exactly. I mean, it was a great story. Yeah. And what I loved in the Avengers is that his character doesn't change. Right. I and agree. Josh Whedon manages to blend him in his uh, whole persona and his uh, patriotism and everything and blends it into the story. And it doesn't distract or take away or right. uh, bandstand or anything. Exactly. And, and, and it's, it's doable. And if it's doable with Captain America, who, uh, you know, again, came from that same era mm-hmm. and had even less of a story than Wonder Woman has. Yeah. You Come know. on, people. You're smart <laughs> and you're creative. This is this is absolutely the most beautiful challenge. Yeah. If you can take it and accomplish what they did with something like Captain America, riches abound. Right. For you. And and there's nothing they, they can't make the argument anymore that a female hero, a f- protagonist isn't going to be successful because I've read several articles that were talking about how two movies launched Thanksgiving weekend, Frozen and the Hunger Games, you know, part two. Um, and Frozen was the best Disney movie opening ever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, so there's no there's no foundation for that. We don't want female heroes. There's just no foundation for that anymore. No, so. it's a straw man. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like, oh, we can't do this because, you know, we can't have girls in, you know, these parts. Come on. It's yeah. almost 2014. <laughs> it will be 2014 when these movies are going to talk about in the later part of the show come out. So. <laughs> well. well, tell us what you think about um the idea and we we've got opinions on both sides of it i've got greater hesitations and but we'll both see the film so be sure and let us know any uh, rumors or news you hear about it and tell us what you think would be the right first appearance of wonder woman in the theater and i just want to give a quick shout out to citizen seven for posting um the io9 article by anders on our facebook page oh sweet asking us to talk about this topic for today so thank you keith for that that's fantastic we're always appreciating your feedback so since we're on the topic of movies rhonda Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what's coming out next year. And Sorry, I'm having a about. cocktail. You're having a cocktail? Yeah, you, could you hear my ice? I was so <laughs> swigging. <laughs> okay, what kind of cocktail are you having? Like Coke and something. <laughs> <laughs> I get ready to go on vacation, people. <laughs> no, that's a girl after my own heart. I'm having Coke and something. I don't really care what the something is as long as it gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling. You've I've inside. got I've got several choices. I'm I'm just working down the line. I'm just impressed that you're drinking anything with ice. It was 16 degrees where I live today. Oh, it wasn't that cold here. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like you're having a you're having an ice icy cocktail. I've been like in sweaters and you know slippers and you know trying to keep myself warm most of the day. Yeah. Well, we had a we had a heat front move oh. through. And so um, today and tomorrow are actually supposed to be very unseasonably warm. Wow. So you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's coming. Yeah, I, I, I can't complain, though, because I know that uh, people who live where I used to live are in one degree temperatures and are expecting winds that are going to take the temperatures down to below like 23 below. So I'm really glad I'm not there. But it was chilly here today. So I'm thinking about um, mixing up my second drink. <laughs> Well, before you do that, <laughs> yeah. 
we want to talk about what movies we're looking forward to next year, uh, since we were inspired by the potential first time big screen appearance of Wonder Woman. Uh, we started thinking about what other movies were coming out next year. So what what do we have on our list here, Rhonda? What, what, what are you looking forward to? Well, the the list is definitely much, much longer from the, from this perspective, you know, still in 2013. Mm-hmm. Because I have to say, was, 2013 was hugely disappointing. Yeah, it was kind of a flat year for movies all around. Yeah. I um, mean, there, there are some, you know shining moments in it but it kind of fell flat very flat and i i just i just don't know what they're doing but um to start off with uh i think my four basics that i i have the exact amount of expectations for um just to enjoy for next year um i frankenstein which is basically um frankenstein as a superhero or an action hero um, and it, Frankenstein's being played surprisingly by Aaron Eckhart, hmm. w- which is the most interesting thing to me. Yeah, that's going to be an intriguing choice, and and should be an interesting movie. Yeah, but if you watch the um, if you watch the trailer, I mean, it is full on action. Hmm. Everything. That's it's just so strange because the the original Frankenstein story is just so not action oriented. <laughs> it's cerebral. It is very much so. Um, the other one is the remake of RoboCop and, uh, the gentleman that is playing RoboCop, I was not familiar with. He's done some work, but, um, for sentimental reasons, because the first RoboCop was filmed in Dallas, uh, while I was living there. And also because it has Michael Keaton and Gary Oldman, I will be going to see RoboCop. (laughs) Yeah. Gary Oldman will, will be one of those, those actors who I will go see a movie because he's in it. Yeah. Just because he's never the same. He's he's never no. the same. It's just amazing. I just, I, his breath is impressive. All you have to do is watch The Fifth Element. And, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's one of my all-time favorite it's movies, hilarious. period. Or uh, Leon. You've seen The I've Professional? Seen I've seen, oh, The Professional, yes. I've seen The yeah. Professional, yes. Absolutely. Um, yes. Then the second Captain America movie will be coming out, The Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, too. Very excited, because Captain America is probably one of my favorite of the Avenger films. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really excellent. And then an animated, um, actually a stop-motion animation called The Box Trolls. And it's being done by the same people who did uh, Coraline and Paranorman. And I just love stop-motion animation. Yeah, me too. Me too. And the trailer right now is very interesting. Everybody should go out and watch the trailer because it not only gives you some of the... um, some of the film clips, but it shows the making of, mm-hmm. and it shows a lot of the mechanics in the background and stuff like that. And that's it's cool. just enthralling. That's it's really great. Yeah. That's yeah. really, I love, I love that. I love seeing, I love that glimpse of seeing what's behind, behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple of the big ones that I'm really looking forward to is the continuation of the hunger games with mocking Jay, uh, which will be the third installment. Um, yeah. The second installment just came out, as I mentioned in earlier in the earlier segment. Uh, Catching Fire came out over Thanksgiving this year, so I'm looking forward to seeing the third piece. I haven't seen the second yet. That's part of my on, on my agenda for my own uh, winter break. It's going to be yeah, to catch up on too. some movies <laughs> and get out and see some movies. Um, and then another continuation will be the third and final part of The Hobbit. There and back again, uh, which will be coming out next Christmas, I'm assuming, um, after 
the decimation of smog is coming out this year. Yeah. So we have, you know, some great uh, trilogies. And I think the Hunger Games one is actually split into two parts. Yeah, I think I saw that. I was yeah. really, really surprised. Yeah. But it's it's a huge war, mm-hmm. so I'm not really surprised. And that's the same thing with the third part of The Hobbit, right. which I'm actually looking forward to seeing on the big screen because it, in the book, I mean, after after Smog, it, it just surprised me how much of the book was left. And mm-hmm. it's basically like a great big battle. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I think I I, I love Peter Jackson. I'm, I loved the first part of The Hobbit. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the second and definitely seeing this one next year. Because um, I love and I love trilogies. I, that's just <laughs> I love things that come in three. I'm not really sure what that's about. But um, I love trilogies. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he sort of unpacks the story into these three different pieces. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I made some director's picks. Um, there are a handful of directors that if they happen to make a movie, I'll go see it. Mm. Um, one of those is Wes Anderson. And he's got a new film coming out next year called The Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, if you've never seen the Dejerling Limited, um, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's probably one of my absolute favorite of his. It, it is just um, a visual treat. And it's, it's just beautiful, beautiful to watch. He, he's such a quirky director. Yeah, he is. I mean, when you look at his repertoire, it's kind of like... You just kind of tip your head to the side yeah, and squint your eyes and go, hmm. <laughs> it, but it's interesting because the, the, he, he mostly is dealing with extremely quirky people and their relationships. Yeah. But if you, if you can l- look at them in general, um, the, the relationships, I think, sometimes appear quirky because they actually talk the way we really talk, which is absolutely not saying what we, you know, not literally saying what it is we're thinking or feeling. Mm-hmm. They're no, I, saying, I agree. Yeah. Covering, you know, saying the thing that they don't want to say and, and you're just looking at them going, what are they talking why about? You, why, why do they you keep say that? Fighting? <laughs> why is this the direction you're going with that? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what, and I think it's about a lot of his themes, sort of his overarching themes are about communication and about how people communicate mm-hmm. with each other. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a, that's kind of a fascinating thing to kind of pin yourself into because it's not, you know, we, we think about what we see in movies Sometimes we think, oh, this must be what life looks like when we're looking at people talking to each other. And yeah, the truth is that that's just so far from exactly. You no, know, we're not rehearsed and practiced, and nobody ever says the perfect thing. And you know, when you're saying that thing or expressing yourself to your loved one, sometimes it comes out really nice, and half the time it comes out in broken senses of you know fragments and <laughs> yeah. broken ideas. So, well, the other directors that um, I like to follow. Um, there are Andy and Lana Wachowski, who did the um, Matrix series trilogy. Mm. And they have got a sci-fi coming out next year called Jupiter Ascending. And it's coming out w- much, much later at the end of the year. Um, so there's no trailer or anything for it yet. But it's uh, uh, aliens versus humans, survival type thing. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't promote it one way or the other. I just know that it's Wachowski. So <laughs> I'll check it out. Definitely. Yeah. I'll check yeah. it out. Gives it the stamp to at least get you in the theater to look at it. Yeah. And then under my... Uh, um, must see on the big screen um, suggestions is ju- is Noah with uh, Russell Crowe. Mm. And I'm just 
I'm just fascinated with comparing the degree of the special effects and where they've come to compared to the the monumental task Cecil B. DeMille had when mm-hmm. he did things like the Ten Commandments. Right, right. And that was always um, um, an annual treat, just to sit and watch the beauty and the magnitude and really the Hollywood glamour. Right, that we don't see very often anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those sort so, of epics. And way. Emma Watson's in it. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have a, a few that I'm looking for, forward to, kind of in the quirky categories here. <laughs> There's a couple of animation movies that look really intriguing. There's one coming out by uh, Disney Animation Studios called Big Hero 6, which is an action comedy adventure about brilliant robotics prodigy hero Hamada, who finds himself in the grips of a criminal plot that threatens to destroy the fast-paced, high-tech city of San Francisco. Um, (laughs) that's brilliant that name just i just absolutely loved it (laughs) i think that's perfect um so uh he's got a companion called baymax who's a robot um and it's inspired by the marvel comics um of the same name but it's a different sort of marvel universe from the action movies that are going on right now uh so that's going to be out in the the end of next year in 3D. So um, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to that because I really loved Walt Disney Animation Studios' uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah. So it's one of our favorites. So um, um, I'm, I have high hopes for, for their productions. And another animated movie, I, I, I'm not really sure how come I, ke- I kept falling into the animated movies, but that's what piqued my interest for next year, uh, is Home, uh, which a friendly race invades earth and uses it as a hideout from their mortal enemy. And what drew me to this is that the, um, the main character is going to be voiced by Jim Parsons. Oh, cool. Who we know as our beloved Sheldon on big bang theory. (laughs) Well, I can't believe I missed these two animations. I, I hadn't heard of either of them. I'd seen box trolls, but mm-hmm. I love animated films. Yeah, me too. And so uh, these these just kind of stood out for me. And this uh, home is by DreamWorks Animation, so it's another oh, one that awesome. you know has has a great reputation. Um, and another quirky uh, musical, a, a theater musical that's being made into a movie version um, called Into the Woods, and it's a it's a musical that's based on the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Oh, okay. And it it follows the tales that we all know, uh, Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Jack and the Beanstalk, and ties them together with a, with an original storyline about a baker and his wife. Um, and I remember seeing it many, many, many years ago. I think I might have been in high school or early in college when I saw it live. It's a great show. It's great music, you know, infectious melodies. So I'm okay. I'm really curious to see what it, what they do with it on the screen. So and who ends yeah, up being in it? Because you know, we have a lot of actors these days that are doing that kind of yeah, you know, can dance and sing and act. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, musicals are are few and far between these days. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's just not an appreciated um, medium genre as no. far as films concerned anymore. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. It, it sort of you know had its heyday with the. Uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein movies, really, you know, those were sort of standard fare, oh, God, what, 50 years ago now? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and musicals themselves haven't really had much since then, so. No, I think the last one I enjoyed was Mamma Mia. Yeah, and and unfortunately, Pierce Brosnan cannot sing. Poor guy. Yeah. 
it's a good thing he looks good. It really is. And I enjoy it. I, I love that movie. I gave my I gave that movie to my mom on DVD because I knew that she would love it. Um, but it is really painful. His scenes, his scenes where he tries to sing, I'm just like, oh, this is. Oh, strange. he sings better than me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much of an ear either. So uh, well, like, oh, look. <laughs> it's Remington and, Steel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or uh, 007, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then another fun one that's coming out is uh, the Lego Movie. Yeah. Which just that you just know that's going to be great. Yeah, there's just I mean the <laughs> it's all the characters you love. Yes, as Legos. Exactly, exactly. Everything's funner with Legos. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So you can you can rarely go wrong <laughs> with with Legos just in general. So that's hilarious. Well, I've got some just on my rental list. Um, I rent or stream almost most movies anyway. There's yeah, very too. few that can actually drag me into the theater. But um, one that got my attention and I put on my list, I think that I may end up taking off because I d- I'm not that attracted to romances anyway, because they're all just so really bad and, <laughs> and they send bad messages and yeah, they're just all the wrong everything. But the, the trailer looked really, really good. I mean, it was a it was a great setup. It's called Winter's Tale and it's got Colin Farrell in it. Um, but when I saw I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I might be I might actually really enjoy this romance and mm-hmm. then i read the trailer and basically he meets her they fall in love and she dies and then the rest awesome. of the movie is him trying to get back to her oh through time travel and i'm like uh. so she's a trope <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so bummed out because it's got colin farrell in it i know and he's got that that bad boy charming all shucks kind of thing you yeah. Know? yeah 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 and the Muppet movies, there's going to be another Muppet movie, Muppets Most Wanted. And the Muppet movies aren't great, but they have fabulous cameos and they're just fun to watch um, simply because of that. And yeah. they've got a great list of cameos coming in this movie. So that's probably why I'll end up renting it. Yeah, uh, they actually have a promotion that came out today for oh. um, Muppets Most Wanted. That is a Swedish chef versus Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Oh, it is. I, I can't even begin. I love the shorts. I actually think I love the YouTube content that the Muppets produce better than the movies. Yeah. Because the shorts just really f- hit it out of the ballpark. And that it was just hilarious. Um, I'll just put it to you that, that they have, you know, uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay kind of as like a pirate kind of character. <laughs> and they have an icon that they make of him with like his like his face and his head with like uh, anyway with the two knives uh, oh yeah you have to check it out yeah oh <laughs> it's yeah. just absolutely delightful well that's what was always great about the show is the short mm-hmm. time span they were always a bada boom kind mm-hmm. of uh yeah, they just anyway. get in and, and get you. Like I loved, they did um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my God, that was so fabulous. I love it. I mean, <sighs> it's just, it's, it remains one of my favorite YouTube, yeah. all-time YouTube videos. Well, besides being one of my favorite Queen songs. I yeah, mean. that too. That too. Well, the other uh, rental will probably be Malficient. Is that the way you say it? Maleficent. Maleficent. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, that is probably the way I pronounced it as a kid. Ah, yes, so probably because you read it and never had anybody speak it to you. So say it again. M- Maleficent. Maleficent, because I'll I never believe. say it right. Yeah. It's one of those kid <laughs> words that you never. Yeah, I think I um, think I could be wrong too, but that's that's how I've heard it said before. So I'm well, it sounds that I was... smarter that way. <laughs> 
Um, I she is my absolute favorite Disney character, at least as far as uh, the bad girls go. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated they were going to make a movie about her. I was not as fascinated that it was going to be Angelina Jolie. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's going to look really great, mm-hmm. and so it'll be it'll be pretty to watch. And sometimes you can just kind of set aside the bad mm-hmm. story and just enjoy the fact that it's a pretty movie. Well, and speaking of um, Guilty Pleasures, there are two sequels coming out next year, and people are completely divided. They tend to be black and white about these films. Um, 300 is coming out with a sequel, Rise of an Empire, and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Um, These are Guilty Pleasures, um, especially Sin City, because it is horribly sexist. (laughs) Just a little bit. No, a whole lot. <laughs> it is it is ragingly, blatantly. I mean, they do everything except tattoo it on their foreheads. Yeah. It's just, but it's beautiful. And I think that um, the, the thing that they created um, and the way that they created it, Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez, it was um, a technical execution that was just fascinating to watch. The closest to getting live people doing an, a, co- a visual comic book, a, a graphic novel on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very gritty. It is not for the weak. Extremely violent. Very, very um, adult material. But um, what, that's, you know, Robert Rodriguez. Right. And um, 300 is the same way. Extremely violent. Um, but we'll see how the, the sequel. I'm not expecting much from the sequel. But mm-hmm. I'll go see it because I like the first one. Yeah. And that's a good enough reason to see a sequel. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes they sometimes they hold their weight. Yeah. Sometimes. And let's hope that with the, the next one, Second Time's a Charm, uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is coming out. Yay. Yes. And so I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a fun little romp adventure. Um, and, you know, I, I'm always pleased when sequels do well. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's hope that that's the case for all three of these that we just talked about, that they managed to to pull it off. Yeah. And if you ever get a chance to watch the um, the making of if you if you purchase the DVD or, mm-hmm. or rent it um, for uh, How to Train Your Dragon, it's it's really great because they talk about how they came up with all the dragons and everything. It's fun. Oh, that's neat. I always love seeing those behind the scene things. Yeah. Um, and we have a whole category here for can you believe it um of we can't believe they're continuing with some of these um franchises (laughs) again people really um okay so there's a transformers 4 movie coming out what yeah four i didn't i thought that the last one got raked over the coals so bad i didn't think they would ever touch it again for like years apparently not apparently not i i I haven't seen one since the first one, so I can't I can't really say, but wow. Somebody's somebody's trying to push. <laughs> somebody's got some investment going on in there, so Well, it looks like um Shia LaBeouf is not in it. Oh, well that's interesting. So maybe yeah. that's the uh improvement they're working on. Could be. It could be. I guess we'll see. And there's an Expendables three. Well, stop it. Because that was necessary. No. <laughs> Spendables 2 was so bad. Yeah, I know. It just And I like those guys. I mean, I'm yeah. a, I'm a big action film fan. Yeah. I I am too, but mm. I'll make something I'll watch. I'll yeah. pay for it. I swear. Exactly. <laughs> I'll pay for it, I promise. 
then there's two more Paranormal Activity movies coming out. Uh, one called The Marked Ones and then Paranormal Activity 5. Two for next year. Two for next year. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that's necessary as well. <laughs> well, I'm sure eventually, I guess they'll turn around and they'll do one a quarter or one a month. I don't know. Why not? Serialized movies. Oh, man. Okay. And, and then a, a franchise that, that I have to say I loved the first movie in mm-hmm. this franchise. Um, I saw the second and the third, and I just I couldn't stomach any more of them. Based on a, on a very successful video game, we have Resident Evil 6 coming out. Oh, crap. Six. Really? Six? Yeah. The, I, yeah, I was really done after the last one as well. Yeah. I, I know. That's, that's I think I've many. got the first three on DVD, but I won't buy the others. Yeah, I mean, I thought the, the you know the first ones were were, and I thought they were decent adaptations of game to movie, which is doesn't generally happen. Yeah. They they because usually you know the they they try to make either too much story or or don't make enough story when they make movies from video games. But I thought they did a, a decent job with Resident Evil. Um, but I really feel like six is going a little too far. <laughs> Yeah, I don't... Ugh, that last one was just so bad. Yeah, really. Okay. I didn't even see it. I stopped. I had to stop. And I love... Um, um, I can't think of her name. Mila Jovovich. Mm-hmm. I love Jovovich. her. Jovovich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's great. And she's going to be in this six. Of course she is. Oh, my goodness. Because she's immortal. Yes. Um, so. I got an unknown, um, mainly because... It's it it sounds intriguing. It's called Selfless, and it comes in out really really late next year. Um, it's one of those that might you know may not make it, may not make 2014, but mm. but it's starring Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds really needs this. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I think is he. I think he's a really good actor, and I think he's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he's hit some bumps in the road. Um, Selfless is going to be a sci-fi, so. Um, the story, and I'm not sure who's playing what part because Ben Kingsley is also in the movie, but apparently it's about a guy who is dying of cancer and they have the technology that he can transfer himself into a younger body. Mm. So I don't know whether or not that Ben Kingsley is the guy who dies and Ryan is the new young guy or or not, but it's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so and it just depends on how it plays comedy or drama or or what or some combination thereof yeah Mm -hmm. and there's some films coming out that i had no idea that they were making uh familiar topics um godzilla Hmm. really Um, yeah i was really surprised but it, it you know, I'd be willing to give it give it a shot because I think the um, the graphics have come such a long way. Yeah, yeah, they could they could do a decent treatment of it at this point. Um, and it also depends on how they handle the story. You know, how yeah. seriously are you going to take it? Or um, the you know, as long as they don't have Matthew Broderick in it. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding about that. that. That's not what the problem with the movie <laughs> definitely was. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a story. Um, the <laughs> other one I was surprised by was um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And I didn't hmm. know they were making, making another Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah, I think I remember hearing something about this at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it was, that at least it was a buzz that was out there that they were going to do sort of the backstory of Planet of the Apes. So, 
and I think the guy who um, I'll have to find it. The um, actor who played Gollum is going to um, be in Andy Circus. Yes, yeah, Circus. Yeah, interesting. He's going to be in it, and Gary Oldman. Well, there you go. So we got to see it. That gives it a bit of a stamp of approval, right there. And this is what a sentence I never thought I would say. <laughs> Well, we love moments like that on the show. What do Taylor Swift, Katie Holmes, and Meryl Streep have in common? Apparently the film The Giver. Okay. I know. I, I, Interesting. Yeah, I, I I stopped when I was reading it and saw Taylor Swift and I quit reading. And then <laughs> my eyes glazed over Meryl Streep and I was like, what? And all of a sudden your eyes went straight back. And you're like, what? I was like, who, who understood this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm going to have to read the description because I was so dumbfounded. I just copied it. Um, in a seemingly perfect community without war, pain, suffer, suffering, differences, or choice, a young boy is chosen to learn from an elderly man about the true pain and pleasure of the real world. Hmm. Well, that doesn't mention anything about women. No, not a single thing. Hmm. Well, it was listed much later in the year as well. So there were no pictures and there was no trailer. So mm. maybe we can give an update on that later. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an unknown. But the 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 whole Taylor Swift thing is just freaked me out. Yeah, that's that's kind of offsetting and <laughs> offputting. But Meryl Streep kind of pulls it back a little bit. But then Katie Holmes kind of tips it the other way. And yeah, I know. And then a description that doesn't mention any women, although it's got three women listed as the characters. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, what are you guys looking forward to in 2014? Um, do you even go to the theater anymore? Uh, where do you get your entertainment? We stream a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I almost exclusively stream. Yeah. <clears throat> I have the VNL collection of DVDs and Blu-rays, but yeah. pretty much everything is streaming these days. Um, was there something that we left out, or do you have some inside information about some of these movies that uh, we have little on? We'll keep track of it, but let us know on any of our social media contacts that you can find on our website. You've been listening to Game On Girl. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Olesby. You can follow me on Twitter at RoeRoom, that's R-H-O, R-H-O-O-M, or email Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com. And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam. We hope you enjoyed our list of movies we're looking forward to for next year. It's fun to think about what fantastic ways we get to geek out in the year to come. Um, some some good titles coming out. Very excited, curious to see what happens with our with our well, one of my favorite superheroes, uh, Wonder Woman in the, the Superman versus Batman movie. So be very curious to see what 2014 holds for our Amazon princess. Yeah. And before we close, I'm heading to the bar. Tell me <laughs> what drink you'd like me to mix. <laughs> close us out, Regina. <laughs> Have a Cosmopolitan, Rhonda. <laughs> oh, or a Starry Night. Or a Starry Night. That would work, too. Or uh, that caramel thing that we had. It was a starry night. That's what that was? That was called yeah. starry night? I couldn't I'll remember. I'll never forget it. I bet you won't. And neither will the interwebs. <laughs> Pictures. Don't go looking for them, people. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Episodes of Game on Girl are available on iTunes and Stitcher streaming. We also have an app for download available for iOS users. These links, along with the description of the show, can be found on our website at GameOnGirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Thanks for listening, and until next time, game on!